Precure Podcast Engage, the podcast where we try and watch the entire Pretty Cure franchise. I am Charlie, your very partner, Chipo. And I'm Protector of the Light Cure Cassidy. And today we are watching episode 23 of Fataiwa Max Heart. We bound the dark powers. Hope uncovers a new power. Also known as Repel the Power of Darkness. New Power Gives Hope. Yeah, those are both accurate. Mm hmm. I think Repel the Power of Darkness is better, um, but I think Hope Uncovers a New Power is more accurate. Hope does uncover new power. I'm going to delete these messages. Okay. For the best. Yeah? Yes. Don't either be there in my memory until I forget. Until I remember in two weeks. But don't worry, I won't forget what happens in this episode, because I wrote it down. Good. Uh, and I'm also looking at it right now, currently, because I watched the episode when we record. That's true, you do. Yes. So, this episode uh, starts with them heading into the woods. The very woods from last season. Different, well, it depends on which woods you're thinking of. There's a lot of woods. The one where Meeple dropped the prism hopish. Yes, and not the woods around the mansion. Yeah. They don't head into those woods. I'm sure they will head into those woods at some point. I feel like, I mean, there's going to be some confrontation there eventually. That little boy is important. Yeah. Probably. Probably. I mean, <laughs> the show would lead you to believe that he is important. That'd be a wild plot twist if he turns out not to be important. Could you just imagine? Oh, damn, this kid's not actually the reincarnation of the Jakku King. What do we do with it? <laughs> it just turns into just a bunch of evil dudes raising an actual child. Hit sitcom. Me and my evil parents. Anyways. So they are gonna head over to the lake because that is where they that is where they found the Prism Hopish. I actually don't remember a lot of what happened in that episode. Was we said it was the bear episode, right? Yeah. Okay. The bears are not in this episode though. Sadly. No, no. Um, it's it's also where the sun will be above and below, where you can see two suns. Yes, they arrive at the spot where Meeple had dropped the very important prism. Hopish, hopish. It's hopish. It's not hopish. We can call it hopish for old times' sake. <laughs> the prism hopish, and it's all like, hey. Intelligent, are you sure this is where it is? Like, we don't see anything that looks like the Hill of Light. Uh, if you remember the Hill of Light in the Field of Light is where they had to put the Prism Hopish last season. Mm-hmm. Something that you'll notice is when, because it, it cuts back to there a few times throughout the episode, but there are six yeah. pillars there as well. Yeah. They're just, like, shaped like seashells. Yeah. They are also worried because currently it is overcast, so they can't see the sun. So it's going to be hard to find a place that shows two suns if 
the sunset out. I guess you can't account for the weather being on your side when you're trying to get a new power. Yes, we do cut, we cut, uh, to the Fairlight now, where, uh, Wisdom and Senior are talking about, like, they're worried about the pretty cures. Uh, and Senior messes up their, uh, their names again. Yeah, I, I've stopped making note of that because it doesn't matter. It happens every time. It does happen every time. The Pedicures arrive at the lake and they're like, Hey, Intelligent, does your book say anything else about, like, what we're looking for? And it does, in fact, give some more information. It talks about... A sleeping lion. Yes. Who, uh, look out towards where the two suns are. Mm-hmm, and will lead the way. Yes. Like, also for, like, viewing from a further distance or something like that, too. Yeah. Nysa takes this slowly. She thinks it's just, like, a giant beast here in the woods. Mm-hmm. But she does imagine a boar at first. Yeah, she does imagine a boar, which is interesting, because Intelligent did say a line. <laughs> mm-hmm. Honoka's like, I don't think it's actually going to be, like, a giant actual beast that we're going to have to deal with. Uh, and then Hikari just points at a at a rock formation in the distance, saying, that's probably it. Oh, my soda's here. I'll go get it. I'll be right back. Uh, I don't have a Wikipedia page ready, so I'm going to just... <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Um, okay, let's go with that one, maybe? No. Uh, random article. Let me hit this a few times until I find something that I like. Um, actually, you know what? Let's, um... <clears throat> Marissa Tomei is an American actress. She has received various accolades, including an Academy Award and nominations for a BAFTA Award, two Golden Globe Awards, and three Screen Actors Guild Awards. After working on the television series As the World Turns, Tomei came to prominence as a cast member on the Cosby Show spinoff A Different World in 1987. After having minor roles in a few films, she came to international attention in 1992 with the comedy My Cousin Vinny, for which she received the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress. She received two additional Academy Award nominations for In the Bedroom in 2001 and The Wrestler in 2008. Tomei has appeared in a number of, number of successful movies, including What Women Want in 2000, Anger Management in 2003, Wild Hogs in 2007, The Ides of March in 2011, and Parental Guidance in 2012. Wow, this this article really just loves to list the movies that she's in. That I was just reading the Wikipedia article for Marissa Tomei. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right, I might just get back into the episode. Cool. I have a can of Dr. Pepper now. <laughs> not just one. I have a bunch. There's like a 12-pack, but I'm drinking one. I'm not drinking all 12 at the same time. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Alright. So after Hikari uh, points at the uh, box, they decide to head up that direction. And we cut to the mansion. The mansion boy still looking out the window. And we see Baldez. Baldez? I don't know. <laughs> we see Baldez uh, picking up a sketchbook. And the kid, uh, the, the mansion boy, has drawn what I assume is Akari. And like there's like darkness half over her. Oh, 
I guess. I mean, I thought it was just a, a girl with black hair and the only girl with black hair. Nope. The only girl with black hair in the show is Honoka. So I just thought it was a drawing of a pretty hair. No, I, okay. I'm going to look at the. I didn't look at it very closely because it was on screen for a little bit and I was only looking at it for about half that time. Okay. I'm going to look at the picture. This bald as. The book. No, it's definitely a picture of Hikari, uh, but there's like, uh, black scribbles over half of her body. Oh. It does make me think about the Yu-Gi-Oh card, Change of Heart. Yeah. Just ignore my notes that <laughs> are to the side. That's fine. Yeah. It's fine and normal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this makes Balda's concern. Like, was it a good thing that he met her or not? But we don't have time to draw too much on that because they made it to that cliff that uh, Hikari had pointed out. The Pretty Cares did. And Hikari. They're running. Animation is a little funny when they're running in the cave. Mm-mm. They make it out and they look up at the rock. It, it, to me, this did not look like a lion. But you I know could what? see it, but it's mostly in the shadow. Like there, there are parts of it that have like elements of a of a lion. This is like the rough draft before someone goes in and like actually goes in and carves it out to look like a lion. It's like when yeah. you look at clouds. Yeah. It's like when you look into the night sky and the clouds sort of swirl together and turn into a lion who uh, is secretly your father. Well, I guess not so secretly in that case, but uh, and then he talks to you a bit and sort of makes you remember that you should probably go back and help out your family. A very common Remember occurrence. who you are. Remember who you are. The sun comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even with the sun out, they still don't know where the shiny Well, the sun out. isn't out. It isn't? No, it just stops, like, being as overcast. But the sun is specifically not out yet. Okay. Because yeah, then it starts doing a really big gust of wind. Yeah. That pushes the clouds out of the way, and it honestly just like really ominous. Yeah, I thought they were just gonna be attacked by uh, Baldes up here on this cliff, but mm-hmm. not quite. Uh, attack on Bald Mountain, or whatever that song is called. I don't know what song you're referencing. The, the one that was used in uh, in Fantasia when Chernabog shows up. Oh, okay. I don't remember the name of the song, but I know what you're talking about. Night on Bald Mountain, I think. Doesn't matter. Yes, but uh, now that the sun is actually out, uh, the like the shadow of the line starts like moving over the lake, and Honoka's like, "Oh, that must be what we're actually like looking for. Like this cloud, this uh, shadow of the rock lion is gonna lead us where we need to go." Hmm. Uh, and it does. They end up at this part of the lake where there is just like. Six pillars, six stone pillars just sticking up out of the water, and there's this little, like, rock thing in between them that is glowing. <laughs> uh-huh, it's got, like, a little divot where you'd put water or something. Yeah. At first I thought this was a tree trunk, but then I realized it was rock and not trees. Not sure how I got that mixed up. Uh, but it's, it's time now. It's time to summon a new power. Or at least to try to do yes. so. So they all hold hands. The the Honoka, Nagisa, and Harkari, and then Meeple, Mipple, and Poland 
I'll hold mm-hmm. hands as they chant this. Uh, we have gathered hit here at the Hill of Light with but a single wish in our hearts. Oh, power to create all things, answer our prayer. I don't like that this translation has changed it to the power to create all things and not just the power of creation. Yeah, it is weird. Like, I feel like power creation is just a much easier and simpler way to say that than mm-hmm. power to create all things. Uh, it also so, just like sounds like more of like a capital T thing. With power of creation or power, power of creation. Things. Yeah. So they they do this and uh the the six pillars start glowing. Uh and they like shoot up and then they shoot into the little divot where this water something's whatever's in this rock starts glowing. And uh a bunch of like the water like around it starts like disappearing so it's like more uncovered. But before anything could happen with this power, who shall arrive? Oh, oh do we assume it was Baldas that uh, got rid of the water around it? I do, because that's the kind of power of darkness shit that happens every time. Yeah. He shows up, like, from behind a waterfall that just, like, fades, like... It's flowing upwards. Yeah, flowing upwards, so, like, it reveals him to be there. <laughs> And it's time for them to be consigned to the darkness. Except for they all transform. Mm-hmm. They start to attack Valdez, as you would imagine they, they would. It does not work that well. No, but no. they try. They do try. They give it their best try. And that's what's important, as we'll, we'll learn in this episode. Uh, he sends out a big wave of darkness that, like, just, like, fucking knocks them backward and, like, just destroys so much of this lake area. Mm-hmm. And, like, essentially, like, almost gets rid of everything that was in the, like, little rock divots. Yeah, and then, like, all of the, uh, all of the trees are dead now. Yeah, and, like, in the Field of Light, because, like, in the Field of Light, when they did this in the Field of Rainbows, like, the, the Hill of Light there was also glowing, and this, it stops glowing once Baldez does this. Mm-hmm. Lumia, shiny Luminous, really wants to, like, do something. She's like, it's time to use my big attack, Luminous Hardio Actual. Actual? Luminous Hardio Action. Her actual attack. (laughs) Yes, her actual attack. Her solo attack. Well, I guess she does it with Poland, but, you know, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And he gets sapped for a bit by the rainbow beam... But then he breaks free. Uh, and then the cures, uh, as after he does this, the cures listen closely. You can hear the world crying in fear. But, like, literally the world. Like, literally the, the Garden of Rainbows. Yeah, like, the Garden of Rainbow is, like, super afraid, like, this power of darkness. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is something they could, like, always do. Like, if this was something they could, like, hear, I guess, before... I guess they are connected to the Field of Rainbow in this way. Especially uh, Luminous seems to uh, really be able to heal it. Uh, They apologize for letting it be afraid. But they're not going to give up on protecting the Field of Rainbow. Mm -mm. They reaffirm their... Sorry, where did my notes go for that part? They reaffirm their undying passion to protect the world. 
And this summons the power of creation, which then strikes the glowing spot uh, from before. Yeah. Uh, and the earth starts to turn into gold, and Baldus is to jump away. Yep. And then the cures start glowing gold, and I thought they were going to get their cool power-up forms from the movie again. I was thinking about that when I saw that, but that's not what happens. That's true, they don't have the Chaos Emeralds here. They don't have the Chaos Emeralds here. And instead they get dual discs. <laughs> you think they can put Yugi- I guess they put cards into them sometimes. I assume so. They didn't do it this time, but I feel like they- it looks like they're designed to. Yeah. They also have ribbons on them now. Uh, one blue, one pink for each of them. They are called Pretty Cure Sparkle Bracelets. Mm-hmm. And this time, the Earth is cheering for the Pretty Cures. Fuck it up. Fucking destroy this man and his awful hair. Let's kick it up and show them all the things that we can do. <laughs> so, they attack. Uh, they start attacking him again. And this time, they're doing a much better job. Like, he goes to, like, attack them and, like, they just hold him back. And then they are able to, like, just kick and punch him. And he's really surprised about this, but he's also super pissed that they are able to, like actually fight him now also real quick um why does this season have like 500 times more toys in it than the last season maybe toei was like hey people who make pretty cure we gotta like sell more stuff we gotta create more things to sell like Like, last season was great but get more toys because, like, yeah, last season they had, you know, all three of the fairies' phone forms, and then also the, uh, what is it, the the Fitbits that I forgot yes. the name of that Pawn gives them. I forgot what they're actually called. Um, I only remember that I specifically called them Fitbits the whole time. <laughs> you did. Um, but this time we've got the updated phone forms for all of the fairies. Yep. Um, we have the Chair Act, which I guess we had the Pears and Hopish last time. So that's equivalent. Got new uh, diary things. Again, they had those last time. That's fine. But then we've also got the food ordering device. Yep. And we have these, which are equivalent to the Fitbits. I guess the the difference is that the food ordering device is here. And don't forget, we also get Shiny Loomis's weapon that she uses in a hardy action. Yeah, um, there's that also. And then there's... I feel like there's one more that I'm missing. I, I'm not sure. I'm sure there there probably is, but I can't think of anything. I guess, like, overall, it's pretty much the same. It just it feels so much more this time around, and I don't know why. Yeah, no, I get what you mean. This is not quite uh, the mid-season finale. Like, they did get... Oh, the Fitbits were called the Rainbow Bracelets. Okay. We still have, like, half a season left, though, so who knows what, uh, what new stuff we'll get going further. It does seem like there's a lot more toys this time. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things is, like, the food ordering thing is something I wouldn't, like, think about. It's, like, such a weird thing, right? Yeah. Like, I, I guess I could maybe get it, but, like, it just feels like a weird thing to, like, sell. Very strange. So... Baldus tries to run towards them. He, he does run towards them. And they use Marvel School Max. 
And he starts to block the move like he has done in the past. He's like, ha, you think this is good enough to be? So I did immediately know something was different because the music is different. Yeah. And I was like, oh, they've got new music for this. Oh, and the animation's been updated. It's got their bracelets in it. Yep. Uh, but then that's because they, they go a little bit further and they add a, a sparkle there. So the new move is called Marble Screw Max Sparkle. Yep. Just going to keep tacking new things onto the end of Marble Screw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Four different types of Marble Screw. Your new drink. Do you think that there's also going to be like an extreme Luminario sparkle? I wonder. Because Shiny Luminous didn't get an no. update. But I wonder if it's like a thing that the the black, you know, that Cure Black and Cure White can just sort of like tack on to give it a little bit of a boost. Maybe. I guess we'll see going forward. It would be interesting. I, I mean, hopefully Shiny Luminous also gets an upgrade for her attack. She is a part. Anyways, they completely obliterate Baldez. The world returns to normal and Intelligent goes back into the chair. Yeah, he gets, like, destroyed. Fully obliterated. Yep. And, uh, it explained that this happened because all of the life in the Field of Rainbow supported them. There's a strong desire to never give up is why. And the power of creation entrusted this to them. And then Intelligent returns to the chair. Now that she's done her job by... Telling them about this new power. So I know we talked about this before the podcast, but I'm going to talk about it on the podcast now. It is still a bit weird to me that they kill off Baldez now. I think mostly because the show itself had hyped him up to be, like, the worst of the four. And, -hmm. like, based on last season where the worst of the four was, like, Picard. Not Picard. I just... Why did I say that? Ilkubo. Why did I say Picard? Um, well. I think because we called him uh, White Piccolo, but somehow my brain thought of Pissard, so. Yeah. Ilkubo was like the strongest of the uh, Jakku King's general, and he was killed last, and he like showed up last and was killed last. So I would, like, ima- I like if they were going to kill someone, I would have imagined it would be, like, Circulus or something. It's it's interesting that Baldez is the first one to be killed out of the four. If he is, we don't technically know if he was actually killed. It seems like he was killed, yes. There was a time where it looked like Circulus got killed, though. Yes. And I, I mentioned so on the podcast. Yeah. So it's possible that he is still around and maybe just like super like like fucked up. Mm-hmm. We won't know until next episode if he was actually destroyed or not. But it's gonna be interesting going forward if he was destroyed and how the other three will react to that. And if they were if they will also get killed soon. I, I feel like we're gonna stick I don't feel like we're gonna get new bad guys though. I feel like it's a little too late. Yeah. Although, technically we aren't at the mid-season yet. No. It it would be interesting if we did get new bad guys. I feel like the boy in the mansion is going to be here throughout the entire season because he's... Um, I can say that because of how late we get his name, he's definitely around for a bit longer. Yeah. So if we get new bad guys, maybe they're just like, oh, the uh, butler's a cane of power up and they're actually real threats now. <laughs> they're all big bad for the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That would be wild. I'm interested to see 
what happens next time with the bad guys uh, and where it will go from here now that they have had a power up. Next up, speaking of next episode, it's another summer training camp and it's going to be a little focused on Yuka, who I can't remember exactly her thing. Because I know we've seen her before, but I've forgotten a lot about Yuka's character because it's been a while. Um, she's the top star of Veronica. Oh, she was the, the Madonna. Ah, okay. So she was. That's what I was thinking, but I wasn't quite sure. She's good at tennis. Yes. Okay. So she's gonna be here next episode, and we'll see what happens with the bad guys. Alright. Cassidy. Yeah. It is time for plugs. Okay. Unless you have anything else you would like to say? Nope. Alright, so if you want to talk to us on Twitter, if you want to tell us what you think about this new attack, uh, or if you think it's weird that Baldez might have gotten get first, said that weird. I think <laughs> it's fine because I think he was the bo- most boring one. And thus it's okay. He did also have, like, the worst design, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, so you can find us at. Uh, Jesus Christ. You can find us on Twitter at PeaPodEngage. And if you want to talk to me, Charlie, I, I, I tweet things sometimes. You can find me at Magical underscore Pride. You're visible. I'm visible. Today I'm visible. When I this goes up, it won't make as much sense today as by visibility day when we're recording it. <laughs> no, but you'll still be visible. I still will be visible. You can still see me, probably. You probably you can't actually, you probably won't be able to see me see me because, unless any of you secretly live in the same town as me, but you can see pictures of me and I will be visible to everyone else. <laughs> or if you want to go listen to the podcast I do, where I will also be visible, you can go listen to other, other pod where I play Phantom the Note, nope, where I play Phantom the Brain. Or you can go listen to Breathing Space Fading Frontier, where I was on one of the episodes as a voice actor, and I will be writing one of the episodes for season two. Or you can go follow Devoid of Space at Devoid of Space on Twitter account, which is a horror anthology podcast I will be producing and writing a bunch of episodes and probably voicing on, which will be out sometime next year. Just go follow it now to get any updates about it, mostly if you want to be a voice actor in it. I will be where I will be posting stuff for the casting call in a few months. Uh, and that's it. Take it away, Cassidy. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at madlabotnasis, M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-N-I-S-T. And you can find my website that all my podcasts that I've been on and that I do uh, at my website, which is madlabotnasis.neocities.org, which is the same as my Twitter handle, neocities.org. Yep. I think that's it. I think so. All right. So until next time. We need your help, Meepo. Girls, be sparkling.